Hello and welcome to another episode of The Takedown Podcast, a splitting hairs podcast presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm Chad Myros, today joined by special co-host, you heard him here last week on the pod, Tyler Sorensen, and today we interview recruiting coordinator for GoJacks Wrestling, it's Nate Roeder. All right, today we have on the pod Nate Roeder, a recruiting coordinator at SDSU, and he's a two-time South Dakota 195-pound state champion. He's a 116-15 and 15 career record in high school, wrestled for Spearfish. He's a four-time NCAA qualifier at 197 pounds in 2015, 16, 17, and 18. The second Jackrabbit to accomplish this. He's tied for 15th in the program history with 99 career victories and a 99 and 37 career record. Thanks for being on the pod today, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Glad, glad to have you. So you grew up in Spearfish, and, and from my experience in wrestling back in, in the day, there was always really tough wrestlers uh, from, from out there and Belfouche. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, wrestling in West River and, and, and what do lis- listeners need to know about West River wrestling? Uh, you know, I've always believed that. I mean, the whole state has a lot to offer with wrestling. And just out West, it's the unique thing is that we don't have, like, the big metropolis area, right, of Sioux Falls and, mm-hmm. you know, the big – whether it's the Pentagon, the big basketball push. Um, obviously, Legends of Gold is a thing that's that's out here and established now and the eastern side of the state but man when i was in high school wrestling was pretty dang popular out west and it was the cool thing to do whether you're in rapid city um stevens had great teams with the jensen's and the Claprots, and you had the seth langs of the world and josh kesler's and the Duprells sure. and wilson's and sturgis and um yeah it was it was really competitive so i think uh i'm not out west as much anymore but i i like to believe that it's uh far as far as the state man west side holds holds its own most of the time so yeah well one thing i noticed nate is i i always felt like uh west river kids you know whether it was just a perception or not but i'm sorry uh, everything's in the eye of the beholder right i always felt like um watching and competing and coaching against west river kids they always had a little bit more of an attitude Mm -hmm. to them in a good way yeah like an um and uh you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I guess uh, it, it depends on the program, right? The kid, and that's all you can find that in any program. But yeah, I, I honestly, Spearfish, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think we ever really were viewed as like, you know, that tough, gritty, like attitude team. We kind of developed that for a while um, when Coach Abel was there and I was wrestling for, for the Spartans. But yeah, I mean, you look at like a, one of the debatably the best teams to come out of South Dakota was Sturgis when they had all those guys, like, yeah, yeah. man, they, they had an attitude and they were trying to beat your butt. And it was, yeah. I, and I mean, say with the Stevens teams that were rolling through at that time, you know, guys playing division one football, like Drew Eddings, uh, it's a monster played at USD. You know, there's a lot of really good athletes that, yeah, yeah they, their mentality was that they were better than you and that they wanted to like, really beat you up not just wrestle you you know and <laughs> I, think, I think some of that still exists but um you know i think there's less of that probably than there was so <clears throat> yeah switching gears a little bit nate um you know 
kind of go more talking about you. Um, Nate, who would you say was probably the most pivotal um, person or most influential in your wrestling career, whether that was a coach, mentor, uh, another wrestler? Um, I mean, you know, and, and that's that, 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 I know that's a tough question because that's at all a lot of levels there, but is there a, is there a, somebody that sticks out in your um, mind, I guess? You know, I, yeah, it's almost like an unfair question, right? Cause you, you don't want to jip anyone who's offered so much to you. Yeah. Well, well, we got time, I so. think the first person I would say is my father. Um, it's not like my dad is the wrestling guru and knows all the technique, but uh, he piqued my interest in the sport. He invested time in me when really that's the critical time where you're, you're in the youth, you have to develop a love for it to do it for a long time. So um, my dad was huge. Absolutely. And then once I got into high school, um, I always say that, you know, Mike Abel, who was our coach, he's the coach of Sturgis now. He was, I mean, he was huge, man. And right when I had reached like my point where Mike was not being able to wrestle me anymore and kind of had to invest more in other guys, uh, a guy that you're familiar with, Francis Rummel came into my program and spearfish dude. And, that was like, yep. He told yeah, me to tell you that tonight. By the way, man, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was right at a point where, like, I don't know. I'm not gonna say like I, I was capsized with with Mike, but like he was the head coach, and then Francis comes in, just happens to, you know, want to help out in spearfish ways at Black Hill State, and that gets me to the next level. And then obviously in college, uh, I had a lot of great coaches. Um, just someone I still have a great relationship with, and obviously on staff is Cody Caldwell, someone who has sure. advanced them. He's like a friend, but you talk about like a mentor capacity, you know, learning the coaching ranks from him and um, learning all, all the attributes that go along with the good coach has, has been Cody. So definitely he's in there as well. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, you brought up a lot of good guys there. I, I know your dad, um, I've seen him at all the, everything for the last 15, 20 years. And, and as long as you've been around and um, you know, I'm glad you said that because everybody, you know, kids nowadays, things are different and they need to, they need to, to know who they should be looking to. And uh, hopefully there's parents out there that are uh, listening and um, are hearing you talk about that. Cause I think that's one of the most influential things as, as a dad or even a mom, my mom was one of them too. She drugged me around all the tournaments and she was right in my face. If I yep. was screwing <laughs> can, off, you know, can I interject? Yeah. What age did you start? Nate? So I started at age seven. Um, this is my, this is my classic story, man. I, most people know it. I mean, some, some don't, you guys might not. I, so love sports. Uh, I did everything I could growing up doing, whether it's basketball, football, everything. And I had to pick between basketball and wrestling. Cause we would weigh in for wrestling. Then I'd come back to Spearfish and play our basketball, like league rec games. And then we'll mm-hmm. get back to wherever Sturgis, wh- whatever the match is at for the tournament and I'd wrestle the tournament. And my dad said I had to pick one because so we couldn't do it anymore. I have three siblings as well. And um, literally I picked wrestling because after weigh-ins would always get McDonald's. So <laughs> but, like for a fact, I started wrestling at age seven. And I, like why I wrestled is because I'd get McDonald's. So what was your go-to item at McDonald's? Oh, dude, hotcakes and sausage real easy. <laughs> I would do it every time. So Yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, thanks for sharing that, Nate. Um, you know, switching gears again, what, um, Nate, can you uh, maybe speak a little bit to, 
you know, maybe it will, your path, how you uh, how you got to choose SDSU. I know you were talking about Cody, but he came a little later. But can you speak to the, the beginning, or I should say the end of your high school, but the beginning of, of when you were you – know, talk about your recruiting process and then ultimately what brought you to SDSU. Yeah, so first I had to make the decision if I wanted to play football or wrestle. And um, – and I'm going to interject. You were an absolute stud because I watched you play I'm football trying, too. So um, that would, have, and I know everybody wanted you for football too. Um, and uh, and so I, I just want to say that because I was lucky enough to get to watch you too on both ends. But I'm still glad you made this choice. But go ahead, keep going. I was, I mean, I was lucky to have good coaches and good teammates in football too. So it, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, to this day, I, I, I don't like to like not offend people, but surprise people. But like, dude, my favorite sport is like football, whether to play or watch. I mean, I, I, I love it. Um, but wrestling obviously is really close, but I um, chose wrestling just because the idea of me controlling my own destiny, me not having to rely on anyone, but also not getting to, it's like a super unique mindset, right? Where like, I just got to go do this thing. And if I can't do it, it's, it's on me, not anyone else. And um, I liked the idea of being able to control my own destiny. So um was getting some offers for some bigger schools, some conversations from some big 10 schools, some, some bigger schools and talk to them. And um, SDSU was not really up there, but I, I will say like coach Bono and Andrew Sorensen, who was on staff at the time, they really like showed they wanted me, man, would drive out to my football games, six hours would, constant communication and <laughs> um at the end of the day it came down you know three schools and SDSU is in there and um I was probably going to commit to one of their schools um Big Ten school and I had some stuff fall through with them uh just some do you mind at least saying the, the schools oh, or yeah, you, yeah, you don't have to yeah, but it was down basically to like Nebraska Wyoming and uh SDSU uh I had <laughs> Just, and Wyoming's like the closest one to home, right? Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just cut Lehigh out because Lehigh just, I decided decided it was too far away. Everything else was a, a day drive from Spearfish. And um, yeah, I was going to go to yep. Nebraska, man, and was going to go down there. Yeah. Same I was gonna, here. <laughs> going to get on my official visit down there, sit down at wherever we were at, just let them know I was going to be a Cornhusker and um, had some financial things fall through on their end. And they decided to make some choices to go different routes with different guys they're recruiting, which affected my recruitment. And um, just, I kind of saw that maybe I wasn't the priority. I thought I would be there and not that I, not that I'm selfish and I want to be the guy with the big ego, but also um, what I was experiencing from being recruited at South Dakota state was, Hey, you are the guy and it stuck with that. And not the guy like we're recruiting you and not another nine guys to wrestle with you, but, Hey, like yeah. we're committed to you for five years. So you didn't want to be just another number. You want to be the guy they wanted. Exactly. Right? That's, and that's that's the line that SDSU gave me was you could be, you know, another guy that wrestled at a Nebraska, Minnesota, a Lehigh, or you could be like a part of a group of, you know, a movement at South Dakota State. And that's kind of what sold it for me. And yeah, man, was was a jackrabbit. Kept going. Same same yeah. here. I mean, and I still think that's a big part of our program now, um, even though we are very successful. Um, you know, one thing I'll say, and, and I know we'll get deeper into recruiting and stuff, but it is important, and, and that's what ultimately led me, led me up there. When you can go be the guy somewhere and at a Division One program, 
um, yeah, once I really thought about it, I was like, wow, that's a pretty special thing. And, uh, um, and, and I think, I think, I mean, a lot of places you talk about Penn, Nebraska, Iowa, all these big 10 and large programs, there's no saying that you'll ever even step yep. foot on the mat. And, and yeah, that's like when I talk oh. to, when you think about those guys, like I still have a tremendous amount of respect for those people. Um, but also like, it's, it's not disrespect, but I just, I can't, I can't really get along with sitting behind someone, putting in the same work as them when like, gosh, I could be, I could be somewhere trying to do the same thing, you know, like, right. But if you, if you can be that selfless man and you're okay being a part of something bigger than yourself, like that's very impressive to me. And that's, that's awesome. That's just not, not an attribute I have. I don't, I'm not willing to sit back and when I know I can have an opportunity somewhere else, you know? So I think, yeah, that's, I think a special kind of person, but I'm the same way as you, Soro. I was like, you know, I, I can be the guy and I can also be a part of something bigger than myself, which is, you know, something I can speak to to this day, just like you can. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Unfortunately it does take some of those guys, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there are guys that put in the time in the wrestling room and never really hit the mat at the duels. And, oh, yeah. but, but those guys, man, I, I love those guys. And uh, I, I have a list of them, man, you know, like, you got the Jack, the Jacks. You gotta have them. Zeke and Drotties. These guys are some of my best friends. That um, I, I do, and I do mean that. Like some of my best friends, because when you have someone who is either working as hard as you or harder some days, and they don't get the Saturday, pump the crowd up. Look at me. They don't get the um, experiences of going to Ohio, going to Missouri, St. Louis for these tournament Big Twelves. Like they're just doing it to help you and to be a part of it. Like. That is absolutely super, super humbling, dude. So those guys are, yeah, they, it's, a, it's a whole team, man. Like whether it's they're like, honestly, the honestly, just as a, they're they're pro have those guys, um, and you know I use the correct term here because there's a lot of terms for different people on a program, but you know to me they're they're the essentials. You got to have practice partners, absolutely, and um, you got to be ready to go because. Happened, Nate. You were you uh, you had quite a few injuries over the time. Um, I did. Uh, a lot of the guys you wrestle with did. Yeah, some people got lucky and didn't, not, hardly ever stepped off the mat. But you also got to have guys there to fill in because duels are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's a part of the whole. I mean, the whole selling point too. I mean, there's still there's still fans to this day that I'm not sure. I mean, I, I love them, but they come to Frost, and I, I mean, there's a certain percentage that I'm not sure if they know what's going on. They just love coming to the duels and love the environment, right? <laughs> so it, it's, it's good. Well, it's good, but. They probably remember you more than me. You're a lot younger. Yeah, really, man. <laughs> I'm starting to feel old. So uh, we're going to be switching just a little bit here again. Uh, as the recruiting coordinator, can you tell us a little bit more about what your position with the, with the staff entails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, first of all, I've been super lucky to – get that opened up for me right even starting last year um with coach Han coming in he he didn't have to do that he didn't coach me a second you know he I mean if anything he was an opposing coach the whole time I competed and he gave me an opportunity to stick around and help out in whatever capacity I could and you know I, I hope on my end I've, I've pro- proven some worth but in my position um there's some like not misunderstanding but people I, 
with my title, you think I would be out recruiting all the time. Well, actually, sure. with my role, I I can't go be driving to people's houses and meeting with guys physically. Like, that has to be a a coaching staff member, like a a part sure. of institution staff. <clears throat> but um, I set up um, lesser this year. Um, still involved somewhat, but a lot last year. Um, set up like whether it's reservations, hotel reservations, uh, travel plans for recruiting. Um, talk about like you know the percentages that guys are being offered. Calculating the whole the whole package with Cody. Um, just kind of and doing a lot of the the more minimal tasks for those guys, so they can focus on exactly what I talked to you guys about: feeling wanted, feeling welcomed to the program. They can sure. really build that. Well, I can help out with stuff. Absolutely. These, these smaller things and, um, you know, whether, or getting their the professors in the program they're interested in on their visit to come to Frost Arena and talk to them, get those kind of little things put together. So the, the staff doesn't really have to really worry about those things. Nate, I, um, I know you kind of answered that and just kind of was telling everybody that, uh, you know, you might not be the uh, the actual guy out there recruiting all the time, but um, can you talk a little bit about um, if, you know, being a recruiter or um, talking to potential recruits or recruits, um, what is, uh, you know, you guys obviously sit down as a coaching staff all the time. You're in there. I'm sure you hear it. What are your guys' top selling points um, that you guys outline or what you really try to emphasize to when you're when you're out there trying to get a high-end recruit? Or, or even let's start off with that, but then are also, or even just a kid that you really think that could be an attribute to the room. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I think there are the general things you can sell about South Dakota state. And then you also, it's like anything that you're working with people, people are different. So, you know, we got Tanner Sloan where when Tanner Sloan was recruited, like the the, the dude, you know, works with sheep. Like like he doesn't, he doesn't care what, Brookings had this, that, like he, he cared about some of those things on campus. He cared about the, the little things where you have. Who's a kid, yeah. Yeah, or you have like, you know, Cade DeVos coming in, who's a beast, sure. man. And this kid, this kid wants to wrestle and win. Like he wants to, like, tell me how you're going to. He wants to win. Yeah, bro. tell me how you're going to make me a national champion. You know, that's, that's yeah, we, his conversation. We so, interviewed him on the first podcast and you could just hear it, man. Dude, man. That's all in too, because his dad was with us. Yeah. That, that, that kid gets it, man. He gets it. And so he, he was coming and asking, how are we going to make four-time All-American, four-time national champ out of me? That's his, you know, so each kid's different. But when I talk about, like, SDSU, I think community is the first thing. Like, on those trips, you got to get them to Cubbies. got to get them in these places where they see, like, holy crap, Brookings, SDSU is Brookings. Everybody's behind you. Yep. Um, obviously, some kids' situations are different. Um, so like the cost effectiveness of going to South Dakota state, even if you're on a, a 50% scholarship, dude, you might be paying less than if you're on an 80% scholarship at some institutions. So like cost effectiveness, um, even the academics in certain areas, whether it's, you know, a Cade DeVos, a special trainer, a team going into uh, pharmacy, do we have one of the top pharmacy schools and the possibility to get your doctor to pharmacy at the same institution. So, you know, the nursing, all those things are huge here. Um, so talking about where we're good with academics, the, the class sizes, like it's, it's not, you know, you have your big lectures, but like once you start getting into your, your major degrees, 
you're sitting in 18 to 20 kid classrooms and you don't really get that everywhere. And the yeah. last thing I always just say is like, just Brookings sells itself, man. Like if you get them here, you get them around the people that they're going to be seeing that support the program that support the institution. Like it, it feels like at home right away for anyone, no matter where you're from. So mm-hmm. Nate, it, it's it's such an amazing place. I mean, I find myself now. I mean, I almost want to be living up there. I want to move back. I mean, it's a. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And another thing that I noticed over the years was, I mean, it just felt like family. When you when you go down to Cubby's or you go into Hy-Vee or you walk into a gas station and some person that you really don't have a clue who it is, and they said, "Hey, good job the other night," or "Good luck tomorrow night on your duel." I mean, yep, they know. Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, you don't get that in a big, you know, look at, look at the size of Brookings compared to a Fargo or a Sioux Falls, even, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, um, uh, my brother wrestled at Augie and it, it was just different. It's such a bigger town in Brookings. Everybody's involved, mm-hmm. but, uh, no, I, that, that's one thing that, that just always stood out to me. Yeah. But, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it goes, and the people that live there and even the program, I mean, I can use you as an example, you know. I know Tyler Sorensen because you, you take the time to introduce yourself. You're there um, and my whole time there, man, whether it's after a duel, um, shoot me a message. Like, I'm just telling you, it, it's different. Like you said, it's just different, dude. It's a, it's a family feel. And that's a huge thing. So, Hey Nate, a lot of talk has been, um, you know, in the, in the last few years about a new wrestling facility, wrestling room. Um, can you tell us, uh, um, first of all, um, how much that will help our program get to to even another level, or or even maybe sustainability? Can you speak a little bit about what a new room would do for I us? Mean, I, I'm trying to say this like in the most. Uh, not politically correct way, but like, I, I don't want it to seem like like you need a new room to win because that's not. True. Yeah. No, but I wrestled in the yeah, same crappy like, room that you did, I, I, and I it hasn't changed. You know, with you or even my father-in-law, the man himself, Dave Corneman. Like it's I'm in the same. Like I wrestle the same room as this dude. Yeah. You know, so and like I. Now, before I say all the stuff, I'm gonna like, dude, you, you don't need it, right? And there's a certain population. No, there's something yeah, there's special a about population, it. Like, dude. I kind of liked wrestling in a crappy room because, you know, then I got to go out there and beat the crap out of guys that had it all. Like, that's cool. I liked that. Now, when you're trying to sell the, the, the current clientele that have nicer high school rooms than you have college room, like, who wants to, who wants to go in there and wrestle in a two-mat room with, you know, slippery mat? Like, it, it was just like – and I'm not down in what we have. It, it, it could Because, dude, you can win there. It's proven. But um, w- when you are talking, yep. like – what will it do for us? I think it's just necessary. If the people of Brookings and everyone who backs yeah. Jackrab Wrestling and um, is a part of it wants us to continue to win, like, dude, we we, we got to get that facility built, you know, within the next couple of years, if not even sooner. It's just like, ha- has to happen. So it's, uh, I wouldn't even say what would it do. It's it's just like necessary, well, you know. Correct. You know, we talked a little bit last week, Nate, about, you know, recruiting South Dakota kids and about recruiting other areas. And, and I was saying, you know, we do have to recruit out east and, and out west and we got to recruit around here. But another thing like you just brought up, I mean, 
these kids that are coming in on a visit, they, uh, I mean, they almost, I'm sure a lot of the, especially the ones coming from out East, these huge programs, I'm sure they walk in and kind of look at this, our, our, our two mat room full of sweat and they this go, this thing's a dungeon. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, What's like, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I'm used to that stuff in South Dakota kids. You're a South Dakota kid. We are used to nothing. So we don't really care. Yeah. The Tanner Sloan or and, and I'm not saying, so yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're trying to pull in a guy from, uh, you know, St. Paris Graham or, or St. Ed's or, or, and I know I'm using them as an example, but you know, they've never even yeah, seen well, what it, we've it's, had to go. Valid. Even if you don't even have to go that far out East. I mean, you look at one of the best spots we're recruiting and one of Damien Hans uh, friends, Mr. Lawrence up there at, with Pinnacle. Dude, Pinnacle's got a, a freaking four to five yep. mat room with nets hanging down so they can play kickball. I mean, they got X, Y, and Z and that's what guys train at. And right. whether they have their high school at Totino yep. Grace or wrestling at Pinnacle, they just have, that's what you're right. So, I mean, I don't think the kids are pampered and like um, high end and arrogant. That's just what they're used to, you know? So right. like, nope. you take that away. Exactly. It's, it's very unimpressive. I mean, they could be impressed with all the things we talked about yeah. and the coaching staff. And then you look at where you got to be. Basically you're going to spend years of your life in that room. And um, that's what you have. So correct. yeah, dude, it, it's just gotta be, it's gotta be <laughs> a little bit different going forward. And I know, um, I, mean, I, I don't want to say that the coaching staff is frustrated, but we're excited to get it done. And I think the date keeps getting pushed back. Well, I think they have every right to be frustrated and the fans. I mean, we've been talking about this for what? Well, five I years know now. they're trying to stuff it in with the frost renovation. So I think yep. that's the, that's the holdup, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's more cost effective to go that route. I've, I've heard different things. It, it, yeah. I guess. To, to move on to the to the same the next question we're going to ask Nate is is how close are we, you know, with what you've heard I guess, um, you know I've I've heard some other um, possibilities too but um, with kind of what you know right now like and this might be the one question that maybe you can only just speak to what you know yep, of where we're I at know, I guess um, I don't really poke and prod at this because I I know it's like first of all Damian Hans been working his butt off talking sure. I mean. And it's not a comfortable conversation to have, right? Like, hey, can you guys help us raise money or can you offer money so we can build this thing? Like, I know I wouldn't be able to do that. And I know Damien, like, is not that guy that goes asking for things, right? So it's like, it's not. A- no. Bono was a little better or more of a salesman, whereas Damien's more of, yeah. you know, they're just different. Wasn't Bono literally a salesman for a while, too? I mean. Yeah, I think so, it, yeah, medical got that background. Typical, typical so, used car salesman they, guy. Uh, I mean, like, so Damien's doing that, right? But I think when I talk to Damien, I don't, I don't really talk to him a whole lot about it. But it's, it's not as close as he would like it to be. Um, I, I, I mean, I, it yeah. doesn't. It's not coming up next fall, if that helps. As of right now, sure, you know, sure. So. So yeah, that, we're not that close yet. You know, we, we got kids in the room that, gosh, man, at my kitchen table, I was told I'd wrestle in that room. So, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it, and, and that's that's also, dude, like, I, I don't want to speak for Damien, but I, like, I know the guy well enough. Like, that's his biggest strength and what he values the most is he will tell you the truth. And sure. 
Yep. And he he valued his word, doesn't he? And the truth he knew is that we would have this thing being built uh, like last fall, like closer, you know what I mean? Like, so also like his truth isn't necessarily the truth. And that, I think that bothers him because he's told other people different things. So I think it's, um, man, as soon as that starts getting built, there's going to be a lot of stress gone and there's, there's going to be a whole nother level opened up to this program. It's going to be unreal, man. Like that's what happened at Cornell, dude. They got that standalone facility. They got all those things. And like that basically turned into its own self-propelling business. They just boom went. So I think Mm -hmm. we just have to get that going, man. So if anyone's out there listening to the pod that wants to, you know, give money to the pod, just give it to the program. Instead. Yeah, you know, my, my wife, Chloe, and I, we, 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 yeah. we donated $20, and we think it's going to be called the Rotary Wrestling Facility. So we're, we're working yeah. on it. <laughs> well, I, I might have had five more dollars in than you, so. Hey, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a water fountain. <laughs> hey, I, I've been out about 10, oh, not quite 10 years now, but, uh, well, pretty close. And I, you know, I started donating and I don't have a lot of extra money. And, uh, I will say as we, as if we're going to talk about it, I do challenge all of our listeners. And I know a lot of our listeners that I've met this past weekend. Um, you know, I I already know that they're donors, but if you're not guys, we are close to getting this thing done. And if you want to be a part of something, please, please go donate to the program. And honestly, I, I don't know anything about this, but, Personally, I feel like at SDSU for wrestling specifically, every dollar counts, and it feel like it counts a little more. Yep. When you give to the wrestling program, then you know football's got some big donors, but uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it counts. It counts big time. Yeah, the and there's program. there's reason behind that, right? I mean, there's there's a reason that we've we've had a a wrestling room that you know, like we said, have guys in the '80s are wrestling in, and we've got new practice facility for football and then the stadium and then the new basketball courts for, and then they're trying to build for like, and there's reason for that. I mean, that's whether you like it or not, that's the big clientele. People come watch football. That makes money. People come watch basketball. It makes money. And it's a more well-known sport. Right. But right. Like, dude, it, it, it's our time and it's, it's in our hands to get it ready and get it ready to go. And once it happens, like, Dude, we're gonna blow it out of the water. It's gonna be Wrestle, re- wrestling's getting there though. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, they're a self-sustaining program right now. They're making money. Yeah, they're we're making money. Dude, I always share like I, I'm, I'm not knocking any of our any of our programs. Like I, I have a great relationship with all the coaches. I have some of my best friends are guys that played football at South Coast State. Like love a dude like Christian Roseboom. Talk to dude all the time. Stand standout guy. But like, you, you know, it, what? It's, <laughs> like. Seth Gross is a national champion, right? I, I, David Kocher, all like all American, Luke Silver, all American at, at all levels. There's, there's no like, oh, they were the, the FCS all American, and then they have to like talk to all these FBS schools. I think they're better than them. No, dude, like we, we are Division One wrestling. So when we place so number five in the country, we are number five in the country. We are not any, any level sort of different. On and, I mean, it, it's, I mean, that's, it's an individual sport, but it's a sport. You could also say like, yeah, we had a national champion or we were a top five team out of everyone. Like, like it, it's, it's unique in that way. where like, you have that potential where like, gosh, the only one that really probably has the same potential would be, you know, like God, track and field, track and field. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and our, our women's basketball has been impressive. Our men's basketball, they qualified, but like, it's a huge deal to make the sweet 16. Yeah, 
huge. Yeah, running, 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 and events and wrestling are about the only two. We just talked about this in our high school coaching staff. They're about the only two yeah. you can really compare. Yeah, is running it's running and not a takeaway from any of those other sports. It's just like a fact, man. It's it's a different potential that you have to to claim. If that makes sense, it does because wrestling's a really individualized team sport, right? And yep. and anybody that hasn't wrestled, it's hard to kind of explain that too. But once they went to a duel. Or, or especially if they went to a tournament, they, they get that mm-hmm. pretty easy. Uh, I'm going to switch to the next topic, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. We talked about this a little bit last week with Sorensen, and, and it's been talked a little bit about on the forum, but how many D1-level wrestlers do you think uh, SDSU, not SDSU, SD, South Dakota, has in an average year? And then beyond that, how many of those do you think actually make it into a college wrestling we both know that not everybody that maybe is that caliber makes it into a wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of directions you can go with that. I, 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 but, <laughs> here's what I think, though. Like, we touched on it earlier when we're talking about our facility. And you, right. you talk about people out east that have it all, people that have all of these things. And, you know, I, I think it's unfair to, like a, to assess a kid, um, is he Division One right now? Right. I like myself, for example, dude, I, lo- I look back at my film in high school and I sucked. Like I, I was, I was not good, dude. Like I, I just had a lot of, um, I don't want to say like grit, like I'm pumping myself up, but I was tough and I just wanted to win and I had some athleticism. And you wanted it more than you, the guy. I lifted after school. Uh, I, I I did all these things. I didn't have a personal trainer. I didn't I didn't have a club. I, I played football, ran track, played baseball. Like I didn't I didn't focus on wrestling. So like it, when I go to a national tournament and I beat those guys, you know, w- would people say I'm division one watching me wrestle compared to how those guys look? Probably not. But like is my potential and my ceiling higher? I, I would for sure say that. So you look at some guys like, you know, shown who's in our room. Caleb or some of these guys, do I think, and I'll tell them to their face, do I think they are as, as seasoned as some of the guys coming out of PA, Ohio? No way. But do I think they have like a, like a God given natural athleticism and a grit that some of these other guys might not have? Yeah. And, and what's the job of the coaching staff to give them the technique, to give them those things. So if you can bring a guy that has some of the intangibles that you can't teach and then you do your job as a wrestling coach and give them the support and the skills in the room. I think it's like, it's huge. So I, I don't know how many division one guys are division one boom right now, but I mean, down the road, there's a lot, man. I, I would say, gosh, <sighs> mm, like fresh, ready to go division one, man. I, it's it's got to be got to be under 10. It's got to be under 10. Oh, I, I'm with you. Being ready to that. step on the mat true freshman year is yeah, unreal. Like I, and that's and I'm trying to be kind to my home state, man. And that's not a knock on kids, but it's it's. I it's know a, you. Are. Yeah, <laughs> man. And, and wrestling is evolving. Like guys are coming out like Dayton Fix, ready to like that's that's a ready division one guy. That you know, the, yeah. there's. I mean. We have a guy like Cade King, who's a true freshman coming out pretty darn good in Minnesota, and he's took, taking some licks this year, man, because he's wrestling grown men. Like right, yep. Yeah. Division one ready is a big – it's a big title, so. 
Sure. Especially in wrestling. Cause like you said, there's a big difference between a seasoned guy and a, and a 19 year old, right? Yeah. Well, for sure. Dude. Well, you're, you're, you brought up Dayton fix. That's a guy that could possibly win an Olympic title yeah. this year. And he, and he's a, and come on. He comes out of high yeah. school that well, way. And, and like, you know, that's, that's a freak of nature and a guy who's focused on wrestling and has everything, but then, there, you know, even a guy like a, a Sammy Sasso who registered last year, but's beating Division One starters when he's at Ohio State, like that's a guy that could go All American as a true freshman. Like, I, yeah, there's there's just levels to it, man. And I'm not sure if we're ever gonna be a team that pulls ten straight guys that are Division One ready, is what you're saying, you know? But I I would hope that people see the proof in the pudding that even if you're not Division One ready, if you're willing to buy into something like the coaches are here to make you even more than division one ready, make you a division one, all American national champion, you know? So, yeah. So kind of along those same lines, uh, do you know, is there anything that we're looking, we're being South Dakota States looking for in a recruit, obviously they have to make grades and, 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 and be previously successful. Uh, but are we looking for grit, technique, attitude? Is there any one area that we would focus more? I know you kind of already touched on that, but any anything you want to add there? Speak about Han, I guess, a little bit. What what is he, what is he and Cody? What are they really looking for? I mean, certain attributes, and 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 that's going beyond just technique, you know. Um, I, I would say like who I've been around most watching film and had conversations with, I. When I'm there, share office with is is Cam. So when I'm in there with Coach Simon, it's like uh, I could say, "Yeah, man, dude, this guy's high crotch is is beautiful," and you're like, "He this and this," and he 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 doesn't care. He'll be like, "Is he athletic?" And I'll be like, uh, "I mean, he's like, no, but like, find some positions. <laughs> like, show me is he athletic, you know? And if if that guy hits the most beautiful high C and he has a great cross wrist roll, but um, a guy shoots it on him, they get on a scram- in on a scramble, and the guy can't move." Cam Cam's like yeah, eh. like he he wants the stuff that you can't teach. That's kind of like in yep. basketball, you can't teach six nine, right? Yep. So it, it's like <laughs> it's like cliche, but like not really. Like I mean, if you believe in your program and your system, like you can show them the beautiful high C, show them the things that they need to wrestle, but you can't show them how to be athletic. Like you can try and teach them with gymnastics, those explosive movements, but like, gosh, man, if a guy's moving well in high school, it's not going to change in college. Um, and the second thing is just like Damien is, is big into like he has conversations with the parents, uh, the people that support the kid, coaches has conversations with the kid, and like, hey man, you could uh, he's a well-known guy, he's coached for a long time, and he's seen a lot of different backgrounds. Like, if if you have a support system that's not there, and you have a lifestyle that's not really conducive to a college wrestling, like he'll he'll find out through conversation or through not like a background check, but he's going to get to know the guy he's, he's investing in, you know? And once he's invested in you and you've bought in, like you'll do anything for you, but it's a huge character thing with Cody too. Like even if you're talking to a kid and they're super about themselves and they don't, they don't really say much about grades or like you bring a comment about school and they're like, Oh yeah, school. Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But, but wrestling, like, that's even kind of a turn off too, man, because you don't get to wrestle if you don't do well in school, you know, it's, it's a whole package deal. So. Born, you learned that at a young age, I'm sure you did with your dad and, and your, your school is, is that uh, sports are a privilege. 
So mm-hmm. um, everything else right. has got to work first. But so, uh, can you talk a little bit, Nate, about um, the this this coming recruiting class? I guess who we've already signed, who we're looking at, mm-hmm. or who we we think we have uh, signed, and and that impact that you know that they might make. Mm-hmm. Can do you know kind of? Can you talk to uh, our, our listeners about who we've kind of already picked up? Yeah. So we we had a huge recruiting class last year. Like, yeah. um, yep. And a lot of that came from um, my class leaving. A lot of money opened up. A guy like Seth Gross transferring. Uh, like, uh, yeah, a lot of good guys, a lot of money that was, in that, like, tied up in that. And um, I don't know how much recruiting the previous staff, like, did um, during that time. And obviously like moving on. So there's a lot of money sitting around. So if you don't use the money, it just sits. So they recruited hard last year. Um, so this year we have four guys right now. Um, we have Jack Thompson. He's from Iowa. If you guys are familiar with Max Thompson, that Henry Pullman, yep. his brother, uh, Joey Thompson, a guy from Totino Grace, Minnesota, um, dude's a stud, smaller weight guy, um, Fargo American kids, tough. Um, He's he's coming in. We got Lucas Anglin, South Dakota guy um, from Vermilion. Vermilion boy. Yep, and I, I can't say enough about Lucas a, a, as a person. Um, and just like I said, dude, like um, has had some good some good things. Like at Legends of Gold, uh, he's had some good supports. But there's nothing like getting in a college room, you know. So like he's had, you know, sky's the limit for him, and he's he's a good kid overall. And then you got Tanner Jordan from St. Paris Graham, who is. Uh, Garrett Jordan's brother, he will be officially coming in um, next cool. year as, as a signee. So he hasn't used any um, collegiate time. He's been wrestling in the Jack Rabbit Wrestling Club. So he's has yet to enroll at South Coast State and is planning to do that next year. So, you know, I saw something about that. Can you speak a little bit about him? I mean, I'm sure most people aren't familiar because he is uh, an East boy or, 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 not from around here. Can you speak to a little bit about the Jordans? I mean, I know the background of the Jordans. Can you tell the people about them? Yeah. So, I mean, you guys know Bo, Micah, Rocky. Those are cousins of uh, Tanner and Garrett. And Tanner and Garrett, like, uh, so I had the pleasure of being Garrett's teammate. I have a great relationship with Garrett. Just, dude, high character kid. And, like, you think Ohio, and, you know, I've been to Cleveland, wrestled there, and you think, like, city, Nah, man, these dudes are from, like, the boonies of Ohio. <laughs> like, they, I mean, love fishing, love hunting. Um, like, South Dakota State, like. My kind of guy. Yeah. South Dakota State fits them, man. <laughs> yeah, wildlife and fisheries was, like, the biggest pull for them, not even wrestling. They love that they can go fish every morning, hunt in the morning, ducks, this, that. Like, dude, that's all them. So, um, the Jordans, they, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pipeline that we're we're building. We have. Um, some guys that we have on the line that we're talking to from St. Paris Graham still right now. And um, it's huge that the Jordans have bought in at South Coast State and that they're here. And um, great wrestlers, dude. Great wrestling family and tradition. They they get it. And be, beyond, like, wrestling, these guys are these guys are the guys that, hey, guys, I need you to move mats at 3 in the morning. <laughs> these are the guys that, yeah. them, you know, they're, they're the above and beyond outside of wrestling guys and that's that's what builds a culture right so they've been uh, they're part of that. you said it they're the kind of kids that just and family that just get it yep. this is what wrestling entails this is what we do this is what everything's about yep 
Absolutely. They're, 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 I can't say enough about it, man. Good guys. Hey, let's get back. Let's get on to maybe something a little more fun uh, for the listeners. Um, can, can you talk about when you're in the room or uh, when you're, when you're watching or coaching, um, does coach Han ever participate in drills or wrestle live with, with the, with the upper weights? Yeah. So, so that guy, he's smart, man. He, he doesn't drill a whole oh, yeah. lot. He doesn't drill a whole lot. He, uh, Old man strength. Yeah, he, he he waits for the live, dude. He he doesn't need to drill. He, he <laughs> but uh, why well, use any extra energy? Yeah, he, I've se- I've seen his tape. He may not need to drill. Yeah, dude. hey, dude, he's self-proclaimed white lightning. That's his uh, <laughs> that's his name. He, hey, dude, he lives up to it. I mean, you, you see the guy. He's a tank, but he can move. Uh, no, he mixes oh, up, yeah. dude. Like I, I'm telling you, everyone on our staff, even Chris Dardanes, if you amputated both of his legs, like. We all wrestle. That's that. I mean, that's we're in there scrapping. I every day, any day, and not because we want our egos to continue to thrive. It's because if we can, it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. If we can, we we've been put in the positions. Why not put the guys in those positions so they can get better too? And yeah, dude, Damien's in there mixing it up. It well, and a lot of it is just it's a love for the sport too, right? I mean, like <laughs> it's part yeah. of you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, dude. It's like if I'm in the wrestling room and I don't mix it up, I'm like, why? Why was I even in here? Did I help anyone? Like watching them wrestle? Maybe. But like, it's something about getting in there and feeling the guy wrestling with them and then sitting there with them for 20, 30 minutes after explaining what you felt, you know? I'm pretty good with uh, friends with Chris Dardanes, too, another another coach. And, and uh, he always, you know, me and him are trying to line things up to go fishing or hunting. And he's always like, oh, I got to go get a workout. And I'm like, you mean with a wrestler? No, I miss myself. I, I'm going to go shadow drill. I'm like, you're not even competing anymore. Yeah. And, and <laughs> that speaks to the character of our coaches, though, too, up here. We got guys that they're 100% all in, yeah. including yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, man. And that's, it's a whole program thing. I, I mentioned your name earlier. I, I could mention a ton of sports, like everyone's all in, right. Even the coaching staff are guys like it's, it's an all in mindset. So, you know, like Cody Caldwell is a great example, dude, like anything you need, right. Like he's that guy, even as a, as a coach, a guy in the community trying to help people who are supporting us, he'll support them. Like anything you need mindset is, is Cody Caldwell. And I mean, whether it's wrestling on the mat, whether it's, I mean, I know speaking of course, do you ever go ahead? Do you ever mix it up? Speaking of, uh, speaking of those coaches, though, you know, the fun of it, I mean, I remember when you were wrestling, we'd always joke about us, you know, getting after it. Do you ever, uh, <laughs> do you ever mix it up with Cam and Cody and, or Han and, and, you know, do a little <laughs> so, wrestling or sparring? Or I, I, I can get <laughs> I know that's I, I know that's kind of off the wall, but rest, I'm sorry, wrestlers are off the wall. So, you know, I I, I coach with Francis now, and every once in a while, me and him, yeah. will, you know, we don't wrestle, but we'll kind of like get in a position every once in a while. And, so, and part of the reason we're asking this question is because you know the other guy on the line here has wrestled Cam. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that. We, we've talked about that. Dude, I, end, well, here I have I've wrestled Cody, obviously, because. I mean, he was my coach for a year. And, um, yeah, Cody, literally yep. the last day we wrestled, when I was done competing, he's like, dude, like, I'll, I'll just never wrestle you again. And I, I, I thought he was joking. <laughs> and he's like, no, dude, like, like unless unless you're trying to come out and, like, wrestle US Open or do something like that, he's like, I, 
I'm not wrestling you ever again. And I'm like, all right, dude, that's fine. So I, I don't wrestle Cody. Um, Cam, like we've, we've rolled around like minimally, you know, like literally just rolling around, scrambled, being stupid. Sure. Um, never wrestled Damien. Uh, <laughs> I have no want to do that. And yeah. You, you uh, don't I don't want, want to be white lightning. Huh? No, dude, not white lightning. But I will tell you, do you know what guy freaking <laughs> grabs me whenever he can and just head pounds me and wants to wrestle rough? Oh, yes. That, that guy, man. I, <laughs> it, it, I'll, I'll be drilling. What is it with small guys? Me and you yeah, are big. What exactly. is it with the small guys? He watches it and he's like, dude, I could not take that crap that you're taking. Like, why do you let him do that? I'm like, dude, you know, like, if this guy wants to just, like, have some and it makes him happy, like, you know, I'll let him do it a couple times and just throw his little body on the ground and lay on him, like, whatever he wants. So, But he keeps coming yeah, back. He He's a little chipmunk. Yeah, you chipmunk. know, he always called those his ankle biters. Oh, dude, he, he'll get on your ankles, and he actually might bite them. He actually might. Crazy dude. Yeah, something, dude. So going to downshift a second here um, and completely shift thoughts here, but is the border bell, border bell staying in Brooking Friday? Well, dude, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. That's, I, that's it's, given. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, that, that's when that you, that's when that you circle, you know, it, regardless of whether. Yeah. It's our it, Super it, Bowl. It, it, we always said that every year. Those guys, he's, he's professional. <laughs> no, I can't I, stand them. Here's what I always say: like, I mean, I, I've had conversations with the guys who wrestle on DSU, like, not bad dudes, but like, that's the coolest thing about like sports is rivalries. And then let's break it down to by sport, like wrestling, like, like literally, you're physically trying to outman another man, and right. rivalry, like, dude, that's intense, right? So, yeah, I, I love this week, and I really hate when we lose. And I was lucky enough to never lose that bell and my back still hurts to this day because we were carrying that bell for four years, man. So <laughs> we let them have it for a year and yeah, man, we let them have it for a year and you know, the plan is to take it back this year. And, um, you know, regardless, I hope that everyone's healthy because it's one of the last competitions and, you know, no one's asked me in my career if I was a all American at the NDSU duel, no one's asked me that. So I hope our guys stay healthy and then they go accomplish yeah. their goals in March. But, uh, I hope we do that and we beat MDSU. <laughs> so that's if Frost is going to be rocking. Oh, dude, I can't it, wait. I can't wait. Be, I'm so excited. Be, regardless of what happens, I can tell you it'd be way different than last year. Way oh. different than that. So, you know, a little, uh, I'm going to give a little story here about back when I wrestled. That was, that was when the, uh, the concussion protocol probably wasn't the <laughs> yeah. same as what it is now. Can we just say, and uh, <laughs> we were wrestling it. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, we were wrestling NDSU up there for the for the, the border bell, and uh, I knew it was going to come down to me getting bonus points. And because uh, then if I got bonus, then whether it didn't, it wouldn't come down to heavyweight. So, anyways, I was up by like six points, and there was like probably, oh God, I don't even remember, probably like 30 seconds left. And, um, and I was going to get the major and I wasn't a really great feet wrestler, but this guy was, he was stalling so bad on, uh, on bottom that I couldn't, you know, every time I try to grab a wrist and tilt him, he would just belly out and the ref, 
he was a homer yeah. just like we are with our guys, and that's fine. But one called us, so I cut him to go get another takedown, and uh, we shot the same time, and I got knocked out. Thankfully, as soon as I my I fell back and hit the mat, I woke right up right away. And I remember our trainer was sitting right out there looking at me, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you weren't out, you weren't out." And I said, "No, I wasn't out." And the trainer for NDSU comes over, and he goes, "Well, we got to call it. We got to call the match." And and our trainer was Thomas Konichny at the time, one of the great yeah. wrestling families in South Dakota, a Konichny. And Thomas goes. No, he's fine. He goes, Tyler, where are you at right now? And I said, I won't use the F word, but I said, we're re- wrestling the frickin' bison. And the, the ref goes, oh, he's good to go. So I got back up, stepped my foot on the line, got a takedown, and yeah, got the major, like and we ended up winning the duel. So. <laughs> <laughs> All you needed to know was that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's the nature of it, right, man? Yeah, exactly. My, my, my junior year, I, I brought Nance to wrestle the NDSU match, but, uh, you know, I – I'm banged up marches around the corner and there's no question, dude, that I'm getting shot up in my ribs with some numbing pain medicine and I'm going out there to wrestle. Like, that's just what, that's what you do for those, that weekend, man. It's, it's, it's different. It's different. So it is. It, it's like I said, yeah. it's our Super Bowl. It's all that matters. Hey, Nate, I mean, you follow it um, extensively. Is there any pivotal matches that you see or um, that, that, that are this duel is going to come down to? Because you're talking about pretty two even even teams in my, in my eyes on paper. And I know paper can be burned, but, um, you know, people thought the same thing with the Stanford duel. But, um, you know, on paper, what, what are you looking at that are going to be the pivotal matches with you know, us in NDSU? There's – there. It, we match up weird, honestly. Like we're where they're yeah. good, like wouldn't be like yeah. our like necessarily like super tough weights. And that's nothing against our guys. I think all of our guys are capable. But yeah. you know, they got a guy like Camp Sakura at thirty three, one thirty three who's anywhere from number five in the country to number fifteen. And we have Zach Price who like is borderline it, it depends who shows up, man. Zach Price could be a top twenty guy or he could, could be an unranked guy. Like I don't know what Zach's gonna show up. And right, you know, he's he has skill. And if he shows up, you know, he, that could be a spot that we win. We have Danny Vega, who I know Danny, I'm not even sure if he I think he beat this kid. Maybe he lost to this kid the bison. He got fought by him early in the year. Conversation, man. But I, the computer I, still shows him as winning. So dude, I I know he wrestled both of their guys. He beat one of them and the other one, like we don't even talk about it because well, Mitt, Mitt is the starter, um, but also you know this, and you're, you're you know you're around the program, you're around the guys. Um, Danny Vega isn't the same Danny Vega yeah, from I'm the NDSU sure. Open I either. Talked to so Danny after that match, I was like, dude, what's going on? There's no, there's no reason you get tech fall by that kid, and uh, I don't just want had to an off like, day, or I don't want to seem like the dude doesn't have good character because he does. He's a great kid. He he just went, dude, I don't care. And I got pissed. I was like, what do you mean you don't care, man? Like, you yeah. care about winning. You put all this training in, like, you should care. Yeah. And he goes. Your entire hey, life. Call me yeah. when I can wear the singlet for real. And I can, t- I can tell you. when Because that, guy, that guy's backstory is he's been working his butt off. And, you know, he, th- there's that whole story. No, he, I know. Dude, he's been wearing the singlet for real for a while now. And I, I haven't been disappointed yet, really. No, he, he's been showing scraps. it. He's been showing it. So I haven't. I mean, I think he's going to win that match dominantly. Honestly, that's that's my opinion. I think all of them got I, 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 yeah. no, I, I don't think, think it'll be even a close match, match, and I hope like I'm, I'm point right. out. If he keeps in his positions, like he's going to dominate that match, you know. And then we got like 
197. I wrestled Cordell Eaton however many times, and that guy knows how to keep a match close. And he's tough, and he'll keep, he'll keep it close, but it depends yep. if Tanner Sloan can get to his positions, man. He can score a lot of points. He's shown it before. And you got like yeah, Blake he's Walker. He's wrestling better right now, I feel yeah. like. He's really hitting his stride at the right time. Yeah, he's feeling and healthy. And points right now. Yeah, and, and that dude, that's that's what Cam preaches. He's like, dude, I'm, just score points. Like, don't even worry about winning. If you score points, you're going to win. Just score. And, you know, and got a guy like Blake Walters who, I mean, he's wrestled this Mets however many times. God, I love that guy. Always close, man. And Blake has the gas tank. If he can get it to that position in the match, he's going to win it. And, you know, Zach Carlson's a freaking stud. He's going to put points on the board. Like, I I, th- I mean, literally, I think we could win seven to eight matches. Or I think it could be split. I don't think we lose. I don't think we win any less than five. But we – we could, we could make it Stanford again, you know, or we could make it a bonus point kind of duel. It, God help on to make it another Stanford. Yeah, that would that would be the best way to end the year. I can tell you that Frost Arena making it like that that'd be great. Send them home with their tails between their legs. Yeah, absolutely. But... All right, uh, can you tell us? Uh... Tell fans a little bit about supporting the Jackrabbit Wrestling Club and, and its events. Tell how it how that's helped the SDSU wrestling program uh, up to this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's essential to our success. Um, that's how we keep, uh, you know, not saying I'm anything special. That's how we're able to keep me and the guy like Luke Silverberg involved. That's how we're able to bring a guy like Chris Dardanes in. That's how we're able to send a guy like Tanner Sloan overseas. I mean, I could go on for days about what the opportunities that opens up are, but the, the other token is every other school has this, right? right. Like we have yep. and at higher levels. I mean, the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club is a little different than the Jackrabbit Wrestling Club, but like it, it, it's, it's all relative. Like if we don't have this, we're not even in the same league as some of these schools because it's just another added resource that they already have over us with the room and then this and then that. And then so us building this is it's necessary for us to be successful in the way we are. And, you know, I know Soro is the man dude. he's at everything all the time, whether it's the golf outing, whether it's the silent auction, those, these things like um, being gracious enough to be there, but also being an advocate for it um, is huge. Like our, whether it's our alumni like Soro, whether it's our guys that are, just involved um, because they love the sport. Like, dude, just being an advocate for the Jack of Wrestling Club because they're one and the same. Uh, whether we're allowed to um, promote, <laughs> promote it from SDSU or not, NCAA rules, like we can't. But me as a part of the Jack of Wrestling Club, I can tell you, um, it's done wonders for me and it does wonders for our team. So, And, and we're trying to put up Well, and you get, you right. get to tell our story. Sorry, Soro. I was just trying to say we try and find out. We, yeah, we're just jumping on each other. Sorry, I was just trying to say that. We try and give it a plug every time we do this pod because, I, I mean, I understand how essential it is to the future. Of yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We even talked about Tanner Jordan, man. Yeah. Dude's, dude's here training. He hasn't used any of his his time on the map. Eligibility. Trying to be yep. better. So. How was he in high school? You know, I, we talked a little bit about the Jordans. What's one kid that I, I you know, I didn't – I didn't really do my research on. Um, I heard he was coming and he was going to be in our program. Um, you know, I guess I, I know Garrett for, you know, he, he's a competitor. He, I feel like he's always working. Well, you know, do you know any, yes, can, can you speak more about Tanner? State champion Ohio, you brought him? Um, 
if not twice. Which yeah. is and he, <laughs> hard to do. He's like Garrett. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's a simple man, but he's a simple man. Like the guy, and not not intellectually, just with the life he lives. Like he he wants to wrestle. He wants to be involved yep. with his brother, his family. He wants to be in the outdoors and then get an education. Like he's just all those things. And yeah, dude, he. I love it. I'm not going to go to the farm and put it. Maybe oh, I should dude, put together dude, a pheasant on for everybody. It, it, I would say, like, it, it, he's just like that in the room, too. Like, two guys that stick out in that classroom here, Daniel Kimball and Tanner Jordan. If you if you shut the doors and locked them, uh, like, no one's coming out alive. <laughs> those, guys, those guys are just grinders, man. They don't break, and they try and break people. Like, they know. That's vocabulary, <laughs> basically. Oh, yeah, they don't stop. Well, kind yeah. of like you, you were an upper body oh, wrestler dude, and you tried to break guys, people. Oh, they are like that. They are mean. <laughs> so, you show up the listeners out there in podcast land that we got some good. fun things good to be watching. Coming. So, 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 who wins a short go between you, Han, Simez, Sloan, and uh, yeah, what let's throw Soro in there. Oh. <sighs> So I mean, you, you got to put you got to put Throw me out first, man. Like, oh, hold on, you did say short goal though. Like, here, here's what I'm saying: you got to be specific because uh, I'm already gonna say, regardless of the position, the head honcho, big man, deep, white lightning all the way. That guy, white lightning is winning. But I mean, if you're telling me I got to have Soro get on top of me, I mean, I'm not sure if I want that. So I mean. You give me yeah. 20 seconds on top, I mean, 30 seconds on top, game, yet I'll but do it. it. If you're giving me an underhook on Soro, I'm, I might be feeling pretty comfortable there. I don't know. So, you should be. I, you sh- and you should and be. I, I will say, I watched <laughs> Simon's wrestle. Oh, man. It, it's it's not it's not like a – No, yeah. He doesn't he have has, first of all, he has no remorse. Second, yeah, it seems like he's got kind of a mean freak <laughs> talking to, like, DeVos because he's like – Cade's like, man, if you want to get your butt whipped, yeah, it, it, it's it's not a physical like, um, boom, boom, like uh, this guy's clubbing me. Oh, he's pulling me down. He's so strong. It's like, wh- where is this guy coming from? It's like I'm getting hit by ten wasps because it's just like, oh, he, how is he touching my ankle, my head, and my, my back <laughs> at the same time? He only has two hands. You know, like he's constantly moving his hands, <laughs> never stops like putting pressure on guys, and like he he honestly makes. Some of our guys, if you walked in there and were thinking D1 ready and you watched him wrestle some of our guys, you would think they're not D1 ready because he he can put the beat down on, man. He's tough. <laughs> so, so you know, and, and one thing he threw in there, he, he yeah. mentioned Sloan. How does he stack up with, with you? Yeah. I'm sure you've wrestled with him in Siamaz and Han. Yeah, so I, I How does that all stack up? Once a week um, when I'm up there and, um, yeah. You do his individuals or? Um, so I run a later practice with some of the guys and, um, yeah, basically it's like an individual, honestly, cause I'm wrestling with him and we can, I can put him in different positions and work on areas with him. But, um, I mean, Cody puts a lot more time in with individuals and, and Cam and Damien do with him, but, uh, yeah, it's a benefit of being able to come up and Tanner, like he, he's, he's a 19 year old kid, man. You know, like he, 19, 20 year old kid. He's, <laughs> he does what he, he, he has all the physical attributes and he's still building that mental capacity to be tough for a long period of time. But I mean, Tanner has his days where like 
dude, he, he, he'll come out there and take me out a couple times right away and, and get in my face, you know, and he has some days where he, he acts his age, you know, but he's, he's getting better. Um, he's not even close with Cam. I can tell you that. That is, and I'm not sure if, if, no. if I scrap with him, I might go home crying. He, he he's not close with Cam. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, he, he'll get on, on positions. He'll finish shots. Like he's, and when he first came in, like it, it was like, yeah, he was one of these tournaments, but you wrestle in the room and you'd be like, huh? I mean, I wonder how he's doing that. But he's definitely gotten a lot better. He scraps it up with us. And, um, I'm not going to say it. Personally, Nate, I, I want to see Sloan get back to what he was doing on top though the last last year. Um, you know, I, I can tell that he's yeah, got a lot better, got better on his feet. On his feet. But, yeah. but um, people scout you, you know. Like, I mean, if you watch, if you watch Alex, Cook, yeah. But everybody knew, and I don't want to talk about myself here at all. This is not about that. But everybody knew that's well, all I, I had, and say, they couldn't it's, stop it's it. Just like you, and, just like Alex Kocher. Alex Kocher did the same thing. So it, it's on us as a staff to find that niche, but also um, we don't go work out there, the, we don't go out there and wrestle the matches. You know, like it, Tanner's got to find a way to get it to correct. that position and get. I mean, because it's hard for me to believe that. And by the way, I wasn't sliding him either out there, podcast people. Like, I was just stating last year, I watching him. You were actually watching yeah. two well, different and, and wrestlers I, I now. Love, I love that last year, too. It's, I, I think he did as well. It's awesome wrestling a match when you go up by six points in the first period. That's really easy to wrestle. Really easy. So, you want, obviously, that's a lethal position to be in. If you can be, if you can hang around on your feet and you're not overly dominant, but you can hang around. And you can score points on top. You're going to win a lot of matches. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's a work in progress, right? Just like you guys know, he's he's a young man going through school, going through yep. injuries, going through this and that. He's going to be just fine, man. And and and, and more to the point, there is he's got a huge Absolutely. ceiling, right? Oh, for sure, I, I, dude. He's he wants to get better. He comes in. He he expects to win. Like those are all things that you can't teach, man. When your expectation is winning and you accept nothing less. That's huge. And, you know, I think I can't imagine a, a better training. We, I have conversations with Tanner all the time. I have a great relationship with him. And can't imagine a greater training situation when you can either grab Cam, Cody, me, Damien, Zach Carlson. I um, mean, you, you got Martin Mueller coming in the room at times when, he, when he's healthy. You got whoever you need, man. What field do you want? You know, even from 165 up, like you got anything you could ask for. So I think he he recognizes that, and he gets a ton of different feels with different guys grabbing him, and he's going to be prepared when March comes. So, yeah, I I think so too. You know, one thing, and uh, and I'm going to move on here, but the last thing I'm going to say is is I mean, holy cow! I mentioned this last week when you got Han and Simaz, who are national champs, mm -hmm. at 197 pounds, and uh, you wrestled 197 pounds. I mean. Holy cow. I mean, his, yeah, it, it the odds are in his, are in his favor Absolutely. for getting better. Let's just say that. Hey, let's speak about the team this year. Um, sure seems like the team is having a really, uh, they, they look like they're meshing well together. They look like they're having a great time. Um, you know, can you speak, does the current style of leadership allowed that to happen or, or what's, or what's been the change there, I guess? Cause it's not just winning. You can tell, um, you know, I watch them at the duels. I watch everybody, 
you know, your group was pretty close too, but this group, you know, they seem, they seem to be having a lot of fun. What can you say about the leadership there and how that's been able to flourish? You know, you brought up our group and um, I think it's like any group when you go through, when you go through excruciatingly hard things together, um, then it makes you, you want so much for that guy that does it with you. Like we do hard things, man. And they, they have to respond and they do it together. So I think that's a part of it being a part of the program with this staff for, you know, two years now. Um, I think winning, I mean, as much as you want to dilute it, winning makes stuff fun. I mean, if you go in there and get your butt kicked nine matches out of 10, like it's not, you don't see anyone jump around hooping the holler and having a great time together, but winning, going through these hard things together, going, going through last year, I think is huge because, you know, if we went through last yeah, dude, and they they, had, they had to sit there and do that together. And right. even the red shirts that didn't wrestle, uh, they had to rep that same SD man that was, you know, not looking so hot. And now they come in this year and they, they it's like a revenge tour, like to bring it back, you know, and they, they're doing it together. Like they, they want <laughs> to have the pride, you know, so it's well put. I think that whole last year, along with, I mean, and I'm not saying your leadership isn't a thing, but like, the leadership was that too. Damian Hahn had to come in after being the freaking man at Minnesota and coaches however many All Americans at Cornell and their consistency, and then he had to come in and, and and be humble like he always is, but and accept what last year was, which was absolutely tough and it was hard. And now this year, like, yeah, dude. I mean, our guys saw how he handled himself, and then they continue to handle themselves in that way and. And they appreciate winning and being successful together that much more, you know. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here in yeah. just a little bit. And it's kind of a two part question, uh, asking to be a bit of a fortune teller. But uh, how many how many guys make the NCAA tournament this year? And that's part one. Part two is what's the lineup look like next year? Because I, I know we got a couple of at least two big sets of shoes to fill. So if you want to talk about those two things quick. Yeah. I mean, I think you qualify 10. 10. I'm just kidding. All right. So I, <laughs> I love it too, man. I love it. Hey, we, we, and, and don't worry, Nate, we're, um, we're, we're not asking you to single out, you know, yeah. I know you coach everybody, but at least talk about what guys that you feel like. Yeah. And we love shot, that you believe in that. that guys. There ain't nothing wrong with Amen. saying 10. That's my job. I'm saying 10 right. out of 10. What I can tell you, what the rankings say, what other people say is Danny Vega would be in. Uh, Clay Carlson's a borderline guy. Zach Price is a 33rd ranked guy. Uh, sure. You know, you look at 49, Henry is a top 10 guy. 157, we got a lot of question marks there, but we have capable guys. But if you look at the rankings, they don't have us doing that. 65, they have us going there. 84, they have us. 97. Heavyweight. 97 is a tough weight class this year. It is tough. Here's what I say about 97, dude. It's tough, but it's like not. It's just, it, it's <laughs> who who is tough that weekend? I don't know. Sure. I mean, like, you want Ben Darmstad to beat the number three guy in the country by eight and then lose to some unranked guy? Like, I don't know what's happening at that weight. And that's the best thing I can hear because big, big 12 is really, yeah. really interesting at 197. It's really what I mean by that. Dude, I mean, well, exactly. it's going to be whoever shows I mean, up that like, day. I mean, that's the best news, Karen Sloan. All he has to do is show up, dude, Like, because other guys aren't being consistent right now. And I think he's been yeah. fairly consistent with what he's had to deal with. Tanner, Tanner is the most consistent 
you know, when he's when he's been healthy in wrestling, he has been the most consistent yeah. Big Twelve wrestler this year. And I don't think I, I don't think anybody can. Yeah. He's could a dude, say and that he's different. just got to be that dude, right? Yep. Amen. But you, you speak to the the, yep. the dudes. I, I mean, all those guys are, are fresh. But you know, I I put money down in Vegas right now. Henry Pullmeyer goes, and you know, like a guy like Zach Carlson. I, we have not said his name. I'm doing think one time. That dude. Is he? We, we oh, don't worry. We are, bro. He is the most impressive guy I'm work. I've been working with, and that's not a knock and error of guys, but this guy is. He's gonna do big things, man. So I mean, my, I'm gonna tell you the rankings say five to six. I say ten. That's what I tell you. Okay, and then okay. what about the lineup next year? I mean, we got those big year. deal. Gosh, man, what's it look like? It it, <sighs> it depends how big guys get. Uh, where they want to go. Um, you know, you talk to a guy like Cade DeVos, dude places at Midlands as a true freshman at 157. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, the goal is to get that dude as big as we can. It'd be cool if he could wrestle 174, you know. Like, I, I don't – you got a guy like Clay Carlson who, you know, he, he's, he's a big, strong kid. Can he stay at the weight? Zach Price is taller than Clay at 133. Could he go 49? I mean, I, I, it's really – I can't say I can't say I can't say that we have heavyweights that are heavyweights. They will be heavyweights no matter what. And we, have, we have three of those guys you know, <laughs> right now, and we have two waiting that are hungry for it. And Terrence Sloan's locking down one ninety seven. Um, you know, one eighty four. We have a capable guy coming in with you know young guys like Sean Oris. You got Nick Casperson, who is you talk about hungry, and you know him. So all this guy wants to do. Is freaking oh wrestling. baby! All I, want to I can't wrestling. wait. He's he's got the the maturity of, of a grown man when he wants to. When he, when he wants to, isn't he's that also something? A goon, but that guy, he he's he's a smart cat. Oh yeah, and he 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 gets it, and he's already been through enough adversity in his time of one year, one and a half years of being in college that he's he's ready to just strap it up. So you have a guy like that waiting, like it's gonna be just fine, man. And they're they're learning the way from those guys that are leaving. So it'll be just fine. You know, speaking about Zach Carlson, what what is going on this year with him? What what's been, you know, two years ago, you know, we we saw him at 165 qualify last year. You know, he jumps up, or maybe it was 74 two years ago. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's too many head injuries. But uh, anyways, um, that's not that here nor there. But you know, last year, you know, he misses out moving up weight, and this year. You know, there I know there was some talk about him possibly going back down, and and he stays there, and he he looks different. What uh, what's what's the so deal the this whole year? Whole story on Zach, man. Yeah, he goes one. So he goes his freshman year, one eighty four. Like it's between him and Martin Mueller because uh, I think Brady Brady Ayers is taking his red shirt, right? Between those sure. two, Martin gets the spot. Then the next year, tries to cut down to sixty five, and makes it. You know, he's wrestling close with guys like Anthony Valencia and um, uh, the, the kid from Minnesota, Nick Wanzak. He's wrestling close matches, almost beating these guys. And then, yep. you know, injury happens again. And, you know, 65 doesn't work out for him. And this dude can't go 174 his natural weight because we got the Haas himself, David Kocher, locking it down, being an animal. He can't, can't be him. Um, yep. So, you know, he decides his last year to go 184. And, I mean – He's maybe a little smaller than he is now, but I saw it click last year because, like, I wrestled – I would do an individual with him, 
Cam would. I mean, he, he was doing more individuals than anyone else. And it wasn't like check it off the list individuals. Like, okay, I got my individual done for the day. You could see in his eyes. I Thumb mean, that, like, like the dude was listening and taking it in. Like, not like, oh, yeah, put your hand here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Boom, check it off. Let me go to class. Like, no, stay extra five, ten minutes. Go through the position two more times. Like, that started last year, and you saw the improvement. And then this summer, he was in there the whole time. Here's a part people don't know about. I, I mean, I know this, dude. Like, I got married before my senior year. Dude, like, perspective change, right? Yep. If I lost a match, I went home to my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, 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 I grew up a little bit. Zach Carlson's a married man. He, he wins, loses. He goes home to his wife who works a full-time job and is a husband and, you know, gets his school work done, like, kind of minimizes the the losses and the wins, you know. It's just a game to him, but, like, a game he takes seriously. So he's a grown man who's married, and the dude is the most coachable guy in the country. And I, I mean that. Like, Andrew Sorensen, you can walk – I mean, Tyler Sorensen, Andrew Sorensen, whoever it is, could walk in. You could show him something, and he has no ego. He's going to learn from you, take it, and try and use it. And you see all the things he's doing this year. Yeah, It's it's because he listens and he works hard, man. And he's he just gets it. And I, I hope the best for him because he deserves it. He's he's the man. Yeah. Well, you guys have obviously worked a lot on his top game because he's that's where he's probably the most improved. You know, he's always been, you know, pretty good on his feet. But right now – I mean, he's he's somebody that you know. You go to Big Twelves or or D ones. You never better not be sleeping on him if you're from somebody else. And oh, I, I hope agree. they are because I think they're in trouble. You know, he he has a style to wrestle his close matches. The only thing Zach Zach's biggest barrier in the past has been, I don't know if Zach thought Zach could do it, and now Zach expects himself okay. to do it. We just need him in those Oklahoma State matches, those uh, those big time top twenty matches like a Luhan. Do I think you're going to go out there and ride Taylor Luhan from you and I for two minutes? Probably not. But I wrestled Zach, and he is strong as an ox. So to watch Taylor Luhan move him around, I don't think that's how it should be. Do I think that there's some skill sets there that Luhan's going to get him in some positions? Probably. But I think that Zach Carlson, like you said, like if you are some guys out east that don't know him, that's a bad draw, man, because he's – he's going to wrestle you hard. And if you want to pick bottom and get that cheap one point, you actually might just get your back broken for a little bit. So <laughs> Look at some lights for a little while. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to grab your toe and put it in your ear. So I don't, I don't know whatever you want to do, but he's, he's going to be good, man. <laughs> so I, I know you were talking about him being married and, 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 you know, my wife's a jackrabbit. Your wife is too. And you're both in athletics. Can you talk a little bit about that and how cool that is and, and, and the kind of respect that uh, for, for what you're doing uh, that comes from your wife? Yeah, I mean, Chloe, Chloe's bleeding blue and yellow, man. Like, bleed blue. That's her. That's her. That's her. Oh, and wrestling, too. I'm going to interject because yeah. her dad was a national she, champ for us. So. She, and her sister wrestled, too, right? Yeah, and she played basketball for the Jacks, man. She's right. a, a, a – yeah, it's – yeah, it, it's Caddy, she was my age. And, um, you know, she I she really like wasn't involved in wrestling, man, when until she really met me, honestly. And um it's cause Dave never really pushed that and I 
Chloe's told me stories where like she didn't know that her dad was a national champion until she was in high school. Like and that oh. that speaks that speaks to how he is. Like he <laughs> you know, hides his bracket, doesn't tell her about it because like that, you know, that's just Dave. And so she really got involved in wrestling, you know, obviously when we were together and uh was competing and then we got married, it was even more and she was a huge part of the team. And not just hearing my perspective, but hearing guys like David Kocher and you know, um, all the guys like Alex Mackey, all my boys and what we, what we went through and what the sport does to you. The Mac attack. The Mac myself. attack. I had to give him a shout out, but it's, love it. it's a, uh, yeah, dude, she gets I it. Love it. And more of all, like she, she loves the Jackrabbits, man. Brookings is home to us always. SDSU is, is huge. So she's, yeah. Anything Jacks, she's on board. Well, thank, thanks for sharing a little bit there. About awesome. Life. Hey, no problem, man. Well, that's one thing I was, I'll, I'll add in before we move on is, is wrestling is a personal sport. I mean, um, you know, you were talking about earlier about, you know, the teammates and, and that whole part of it and becoming close. Well, you end up becoming truly more than just teammates. I'm, you know, when you when you, <laughs> when you're traveling across the country and haven't ate and haven't slept in in, in hours, and then you got to go work out with a guy, you get yep. to know him on a little different level, and uh, and and you almost start loving everybody. You know, and, and I don't want to. Hopefully, people don't take that the wrong way, but um, you know, and then people that truly understand the sport, yeah, then they I, start I, loving you for I that take too. That a ton of different um, man. I, my wife says I use the word love too much, man, but I, I love people and I'm not afraid to let them know. And that's, that's, uh, that's how I am. I do too. Kids, man. I, I text them and I tell them I love them. I tell Zeke Andrade, who's doing a great job at Northern state assistant coach there for the wolves. I, you know, call I do right now. Hey, Hey man, what's up? I love you. And he'll say the same thing back. And, um, because, and in the sport and in sports in general, but especially in the sport, man, you see people at some of the lowest of lows, like you, you, you know, so you, oh, you get to be man. in them at that emotional low time. You also get to see them at the highest of highs. And, and that's com- com- competition and sports, but like wrestling in a different way, man. Like it's, it's a different kind of feel and you get to go through that stuff with them and it, it's pretty dang cool. And you, you know, Chloe is close to her, her teammates as well um, from, from college. And I, I'm always just like, you know, you guys went to like Washington and you went and you ate at the, the cool restaurants and you got the tour. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I went to Philadelphia and I slept in a terrible hotel room and I didn't eat for a day. And, a half. <laughs> and I went, and, I, I went worked and out, worked out to sweat more weight off. Like, it's not the same, you know, like, it's just, it's not like you said. So it's. Yeah, we went to Philly and, and we had to do stadiums there where, where Rocky famously yeah. was was filmed. And and everybody else gets to go, uh, you know, watch highlight films in a in a in a, yeah, dude, in a we, we nice to, hotel. Well, yeah, we go to that's not what wrestlers are doing. Air Force, and then we go and run the cog after. Like, it, it's you're right, and and like, yeah. would I change it? No, but does it make it that much different? Like you're no. saying, a hundred percent. It's that that's that's why I say those things to my teammates. It's not weird. It's just the truth, man. Love those dudes. And. It, it, Right, what you just said—it's the truth, and and that's what I kind of—I'm glad you elaborated on that because that's what I want the fans to know why wrestling is different, um, and that's why I could—you know—I could never give up wrestling. You know, we talked about this in the last podcast, and I couldn't—I couldn't give up wrestling. I—I I had to continue on, and you know, and I, I guess what I want to do is lead into that. You know, Nate, with you, 
Um, do you have coach, coaching aspirations, you know, when you're, when you finally are all done with SDSU or what, what are you um, looking at? I'll be forever involved with wrestling is what I can say. Um, yeah, I, I have goals and dreams and a lot of them are, pertain to wrestling and coaching and, and being involved at SDSU and being involved even at a collegiate level. But I'm also realistic in my other goals in life. Um, my, my biggest goal is to be the best husband right now that I can. Um, you know, when my wife is done with, when Chloe's done with physical therapy school, um, she's got another year left, like next thing on the docket, we've already had conversations about when we, we start a family. Um, once that starts, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm not sure what that direction takes. Um, but right now, like I'm, I'm all on board with as much involvement as I can with South Dakota state wrestling. I have relationships with the guys, the coaches are more than mentors. They're friends to me. And I, I'm not even sure if I deserve that, but they give me the chance to have it and um whatever capacity you do deserve it by the way you're a big you part of South Dakota wrestling program in ways that maybe aren't even apparent you know well and i appreciate that man but it, it doesn't mean that guys that were strangers a year ago have to treat me the way they do you know so I, that, that it speaks to who they, who they are and yeah you know so to answer your question you know i i can't really answer it my if i if i was honest with you my my aspiration is to be fully involved in wrestling full-time but if that never comes to fruition like i'm gonna be involved um, in one way or another, and I, at, at the yeah, high school level or club is, level, I mean, I'll, I'll never not be involved. But right now, I'm extremely blessed to still be involved where my alma mater is and be welcomed there and be a part of it. So I, I don't take that for granted. Well, be be proud of it, buddy, because I'm proud of you, and and I'm glad you, you get know, to have that opportunity. It, it means a lot coming from you, man. It's uh, and you know what you mean to the guys like me that came in behind you. So it's uh. Means a lot. And, appreciate it. And if people are parent paying attention, they can hear the love you were just talking about right there. Oh yeah, man, I, I felt it. I felt I it. Felt it. All right, to lighten it up a little bit, quick, uh, just a just a lightning lightning question: East or West River? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. What, what are you talking? About? <laughs> East or West River? Make a choice. Hey, man, I don't know. Do you want it flat or do you want to go get in the mountains and have some fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you, <laughs> East or West River. That's hard though. You have to give up SDSU well, I mean, if you're West. Well, you don't have to give it up, but you just okay. So, all right, you're give it to me that broad. I'll give it to you this broad. Um, what West River, West River living, East East River people. I'll say, I got a lot of East. Got a lot of East. Oh, of I like that. Job. I got my East River people. I got my SDSU people. But, like, man, I I don't like getting bit by bugs and just sitting there. Let's go get up to the mountains. Have fun, boys. <laughs> you, you moved over here and you yeah. said, what is humidity? I, I, I was Why is it so cold in the winter? Well, I didn't know I could sweat from the places I started sweating from. And then, you know, I walked to class and the wind's in my face. And then I leave class and the wind's still in my face. I didn't know how that happened, but... <laughs> That's how it is out east, man. <laughs> hey, you know, this has been awesome, Nate. We've been on for an hour and a half. Um, you know, one one thing, though, is is there any uh, – do you got any funny, you know, or, or cool stories that you would, uh, you know, you'd like to share from your time at SDSU or when you were competing? Um, anything that, uh, you know, that you'd like to, to let everybody out in podcast land know you about? No, dude, I, I have tons of stories. I'm – Gosh, I'm trying to think of the appropriateness of the story, but I'll just say it. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> well, so, the good thing about a podcast is there we just put explicit on it, and then yeah. it's okay. <laughs> well, well, with this one, it, it's more like okay. So we we dueled Iowa. This is my my like best like I love you man story. Um, we dueled Iowa in Brookings, um, and I'm sure you, you guys remember that it was it was a big fan swarm, you know, and. A lot of people don't know, but so before you wrestle, people that don't know, like a majority of programs, you cut your weight, your last pound or two, you know, an hour before weigh-ins. You get yep. in the room, break your sweat, get your weight off, and it's it's your little um, warm-up cool down. And we're doing that, and I was in the room, and we look like a bunch of puds. I don't know, man. They come in with their their mean face. They're ready to go. And we got like a guy like Luke Silverberg laughing obnoxiously kicking a ball at the wall like we we look silly man and we don't care like we're just gonna we're gonna get our weight off but we share the room with them and you know at the end we we always did this cool down where a coach would have us run five down and backs um and it sucked because you're down to weight and you're tired but you do it and you feel good after and we're doing our down and backs and one of my best friends in my wedding this guy ben gillette you guys know benny boy he's yeah freaking doing doing great Redfield. things Redfield. Getting his, he's going to be a, a doctor he's looking into surgery like the dude's unreal he's out in south carolina with his wife meredith and um love my guy works it works his butt off and he's doing his five down back sprints and we got the classic mean mugger himself thomas gilman just just this guy's being a doctor <laughs> man like it's not like he's staring him down from afar like imagine you're running down the back of the room and a guy is standing in the same spot and every Every time you run by him, he would, like, stick his face inches from Ben's face. And I don't know if Ben realized it, but it really pissed me off because Ben's my guy. And, like, we're are you do that? Good for you. So I maneuvered myself to be directly behind Ben. So, you know, with the fourth time, I'm running right behind Ben. And Thomas Gilman sticks his face out to get right right by Ben's. And my shoulder happened to catch Thomas in the head. Um, <laughs> unintentionally. Good for you. Yeah. Un- of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, that does oh, sound yeah. like a Gilman and, thing and, to well, do then, for him. You know, Terry Brand saw that, and he gets all amped up, and he's walking towards Bono, and Bono's walking towards him, and next thing both our teams were walking towards each other until Tom Brands came in and, and brought the Hawkeyes out of the room. And uh, that was it, man. That, that Then we wrestled them, and they got the better of us, but you know, people, that's pretty cool. People didn't see that happen before the duel. I'll tell you that. That that's just that just shows how <laughs> intense wrestlers can be, and, and uh, I love that story. That's a great story. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, man. Um, uh, hey, all love for the Hawkeyes, man. They got a good thing going on there. But yeah, at that time, not my guy. Not gonna punk him. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we love having you on. I uh, just wanted to ask if there's anything else you'd, you'd like to say. We're gonna probably mosey on here if yeah. if if there's anything you'd like to say shout outs you'd like to give um we, we give you an opportunity here at the end to say whatever it is you want gosh man yeah i mean shout out to to the whole brookings following you guys need to make it to frost to support the guys you know our last home duel of the season uh stay following along in march it's gonna be good things and you know we just stay with this podcast too this is another way to to build the program another way to get perspective um, these guys are working hard to get people on and, and give you different feels and, and, and different people to talk to you about the sport you love and the program you love. So 
keep following along with this uh, podcast. And yeah, man, donate, stay along to Jack Ever Wrestling because it's it's going to be big, but it takes everyone. So. Well, I want to thank you for what you do, um, Nate, and uh, thanks for coming on. Good hearing from you, too, by the way. We might might hit you up in the future, too. Hey, man, you let me know. I'm always willing to talk. You got it. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening to the pod, as always. We had a few technical difficulties tonight with the software. It just quit recording for us. So, unfortunately, we won't have the preview of the NDSU match. I look forward to seeing you all there. Go big, go blue, and get jacked.